How's it South Africa? And thanks for listening to Farmers Inside Track, the country's most downloaded farmers podcast. Welcome to episode 260. I'm your host, Donumdu. In this edition, we welcome the CEO of AgriJobs, Marianne van Jarsveld. Find out why she believes a qualification is only a foot in the door when you're job hunting. More on how new graduates can overcome some of the barriers they face when finding placement and a taste of the untapped opportunities for young South Africans interested in pursuing a career in agriculture. Marianne, it is such a pleasure to have you here on Farmers Inside Track. I think I've known you for a while now. We met at one of Food for Mzanzi's agricultural career roadshows. You guys do amazing work at AgriJobs, and I'm so happy to have been able to connect with you and to welcome you here on Farmers Inside Track. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you for having me on your very, very important show. I think that's a, a great platform for all of us to embrace agriculture and to really watch the space for opportunities coming our way and young people's way, because this is what this is all about. Definitely. Now, before I get into the nitty gritty of more about agri-jobs and what you guys do, I would like to know more about you as the person. So maybe you can start by telling us, you know, where you grew up, what that was like, some of your favorite childhood memories, and perhaps more of your family. Thanks. So I grew up in, I would say, uh, quite an average income family. So we never had too much and we never had, you know, situation that we are also concerned about, you know, experiencing poverty. So just a happy child, part of a family with six children, so which is a blessing. And I was more or less the youngest until a lot Lamiki arrived, which is great because, um, you know, it sort of, you know, brought a lot of sort of just new energy and dynamics to the family. So, yes, very interesting I grew up in Pretoria, that's um, born there, grew up school, even university. But I always had exposure to my grandfather's farming operations. He was a very, very kind man. And today, you know, the person I am, I'm proud to say that he had a very, very huge sort of impact in my life. And as a farmer, I mean, he was just so passionate about agriculture. And probably that's where the seed was sown for me to have an interest in agriculture. So and now, um, you know, I'm married for, for many years, 37 years. It's a journey. It's a great journey. And I also just want people to know it's never easy. And that's why I don't give up. <laughs> just sort each other out and just love each other. That's the best way to deal with conflict. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that and sharing a bit about <laughs> Your background, where you grew up, your marriage, you know, I'm always looking for that kind of advice. So thank you for sharing it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Now, Marianne, I think it's so amazing for me to be able to talk to you more about, you know, your work in agriculture. You just said that your grandfather, you know, was there to kind of plant the seed. And this is what led you to this, this sector. But obviously, your focus is more on agricultural education. So agricultural education and, shall I say, job placements. You're the CEO of AgriJob. So where did that all start? And actually, what led you to start this company and this venture? So when I had to decide what to study, and, you know, that is something that has not changed over the years, 
How many matriculants don't really know what they want to study when they sort of ending their secondary school? You know, so that's hard, you know, to make that decision. I realized that I would like to do something in agriculture and I thought maybe animal science because my, my grandfather also farmed with sheep. But then um, I realized I'm a sensitive viewer of note. So, you know, then I just sort of decided that's not going to happen. And when I went through the University of Pretoria's sort of course guides, there I noticed BSc Agric Food Science. And because I was really quite a domestic type of young girl, I enjoyed working in the kitchen and doing some recipes or trying some new recipes. But then that really caught my eye because it's an agricultural degree, it's a scientific degree. And it's all about food science, so it, it doesn't make me a nutritionist or a dietitian. But food science is all about the whole process of food, and not only from a pre- and a post-harvest, if you look at fruit and vegetables and grains, but also the processing and the whole value chain that's um, part of that process. And I really enjoyed my course, and also what then steered me into the, really into the agricultural and the fruit and vegetable industry was that my final year we specialized in vegetable, fruit and grain technology. So that sparked the, really the interest in the industry. And I was very fortunate to get a job more in marketing because I soon realized, you know, when I was doing holiday work at a cheese factory in Lichtenberg, I realized that I am not the person who must work in a factory. I'm sure the factory manager will chase me out or even in a laboratory. I need to work with people. That was, you know, a great opportunity for me to start my career in agriculture, but mostly in marketing and public relations and even sales and export and more on the trade side. So when we talk about some real life issues for young graduates, I will quickly refer back to that because that's a very important thing to understand what you want to do eventually. Nobody knows what they want to do. And even when you graduate, you won't know what you would like to do. But by way of elimination, as you start doing any job, and then when you realize, oh goodness, this is not for me, just be thankful for the opportunity because what you've just learned by doing the awful work that you don't like is at least now you know what you don't want to do. And then you can steer your career really in the field of interest that you really enjoy. Yeah, yeah, listening to you talk and also just recalling, you know, your engagements with young people, how I've seen you interact in many spaces. I think that this is definitely which is your chosen path, if I can say it that way. You really do inspire young people, Marianne, and it's an absolute pleasure to be able to talk to you about it. And you've actually in part answered some of my next question, which would be, you know, what are some of the biggest challenges that graduates face? Entering into the sector and any sector for that matter, what do you think about when you give them advice or what do you share? I mean, you've just given them very sound advice and you start somewhere and then narrow it down from that point. But I think there are some people who kind of know exactly where they want to be and they chase it and they go for it and that's where they kind of stay. But what about those that are a little bit uncertain? They're not sure. They think they want to do this, but they don't really know. What would you say to them? You are spot on with this question because this is, you know, the reality of graduates. And I can give you the assurance, very, very few graduates know exactly what they want to do and can plan their career path accordingly. Let me share with you my view on what is the most important challenge nowadays for a graduate is 
that you are probably not going to become what you've studied. And that poses quite a big challenge for people to understand. But, you know, they, let's say the students, it's absolutely fond of entomology or plant pathology. They realized, you know, later or early in their sort of school years, that's what they want to do. And they, you know, made sure that they know everything about, you know, the study courses available and selected what they want to study. So they so adamant they're going to become a plant pathologist. However, when it gets to the point of finding that entry-level job or even an internship, it's very rare that they will be appointed as a plant pathologist or as an entomologist. Uh, and we see that often also with agricultural economy. You know, I always say that is a, a brilliant combination of not only the agricultural science, but the commerce side, you know, the, the marketing and business and the agribusiness and you know, commerce side, which is an excellent qualification to have. However, many graduates have the expectation, oh, I'm going to become an agricultural economist and then I'm going to be employed by a company as an agricultural economist. Well, this is no longer the case. There are so many aspects involved when you look today at the entire value chain of agriculture. So companies need plant pathologists, but they will appoint them in a job that is in an applied format. So what I mean by that is a plant pathologist can, for instance, work for a, a vegetable processing company that's in fresh cut vegetables and maybe they supply Woolworths and Checkers and Pick and Pay and Spa. So they would like to employ a plant pathologist for compliance purposes. What do I mean with compliance? Because the company will have to contract several vegetable growers to supply them with vegetables so the company can process it. But in order to be able to buy enough good quality vegetables that comply with food safety standards, in other words, that there's no excess pesticides or herbicides, you know, that's staying behind on the fresh vegetable, that is what that plant pathologist will be doing, is to make sure that all the growers comply with the basic food safety standards. And in this case, it will be maybe the global gap food safety standard to ensure that the growers use pesticides and all the chemical products that they need to use or avoid to use that they need it in a safe way. So this is why I'm saying as if we can make sure that graduates understand that your qualification is only a foot in the door. Even if you're in a very specialized field of specialization, such as plant pathology or entomology. And that brings me to the most important point is most graduates think they are just going to do what they study. And that's normally not the case. So while you are studying, you might as well start to look at any integrated discipline that you can combine your qualification with. And this is why I refer to the situation where I was the young food science student. I'm now going to become a food scientist. By working in a cheese factory, I realized and I was almost appalled by, oh no, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. This is going to kill me. And that's when I realized I need to work with people. So my food science degree has always opened doors for me and is still doing. But I am a food scientist, but in an applied format. I'm a food scientist that's helping other young people finding career opportunities in agriculture and food, so the entire value chain. 
So, yes, so that's my view on what the biggest challenges nowadays are. And obviously, to find that first job, to find the entry level or the internship. That's definitely something that many graduates will sometimes complain about. They say that there aren't opportunities out there. But it's not always the case, is it, Marianne? You know, there are opportunities that are available. It's just about finding it in the right places. But where does one kind of start to look? You've given us advice on how to overcome it, but what are the opportunities that are out there and how should they go about it? You know, the easiest way to look at this is is that I think sometimes graduates have the expectation that when they complete their studies, they must now just go on the internet, you know, start finding jobs. And obviously, that's a very responsible way to approach it. Yes, go and surf the internet and, you know, look at jobs that you can find. And, you know, with AgriJob, obviously, we also post all the jobs that we have available, whether it's for experienced people or for fresh graduates. We also have an internship section, which we will always post internships that are available at the time. So, yes, that is certainly, you know, the way to do it. But the uh, responsibility lies on the shoulders of the graduate to start with this process much, much earlier. So even when you're a first or a second year student, and I know sometimes it's really hard because you must cope with, you know, the new circumstances at university. I mean, the workload and, you know, sort of the level of the work is just so much higher than on school level. So you really need to cope and get yourself together to to enable you to, you know, remain there uh, on campus. But once you've now settled, you must then, even in the early stages of your studies, really start to build a CV. And if I say build a CV... It means you must add any experience or any exposure that you gain. You must add to your CV. And sadly, it's sometimes hard for people to get access to that kind of exposure or holiday work. But if it's not possible to find a holiday work in your specific field of study or interest, then do anything that your hands find to do. Because What I always tell candidates, if they don't have any specific holiday work or practical experience or job shadowing on their CVs, they'll say, yeah, but during holidays, I did work at the pharmacy, but I was just an assistant helping the customers, you know, at the till point. Then I said, wow, that is wonderful, excellent life experience that you gain. Because any person who can work with the public, you know, the public is a raw state, (laughs) as it is, you really have gained lots of life experience how to work with people. Because you will encounter that difficult kind of people that that you will encounter in a pharmacy or in a public space like a restaurant. You will encounter with that kind of personality types in a job environment or a work environment. And the sooner you learn how to cope with these difficult personalities, the better for you. So then be proud of the fact that you at least did do some holiday work, even though it was not in your field of studies. The other advice that I can give is also upscale, you know, upscale your skills. Because back to my comment about integrated disciplines, even if you know deep down in your veins, you are going to do a a post-grad qualification, like a master's degree. You know, even at that time, while you are still a pre-grad, just keep on upskilling yourself, you know. So if you have any interest, let's say, in in data processing, 
just go and see on the internet what you can do to, you know, to improve your skills. Because no matter what job you're going to do, sooner or later, you will have to be able to, you know, to process raw data and present it in a way that the people or a company or your clients can uh, virtually see. But this is strength that what this data, where this comes from. So that's a very important sort of tip for even when you're on student level, just to keep on finding additional information and do something with it by doing a course, even if it's not accredited with some fancy industry organization. That's not the point. The point is you do it for yourself. And by the time when you're a graduate, then at least what you're telling the world is you're a capable person. You're a capable, trainable person. And whenever you find the opportunity, you keep on training yourself. And that's the kind of spirit that companies look for. Definitely, Marianne. And I appreciate all of the advice that you're sharing with us today on Farmers Inside Track. And I'm sure many who are listening is finding it as valuable as I am. Um, We are running out of time a little bit, but I do have one last question that I'd like to ask you. And that's just to look back and give yourself a message from, say, five years ago. And maybe if you're listening to this podcast in, say, 10 years' time and you're thinking, okay, what do I want to tell myself when I'm listening to this in the future? And maybe you can also just add to that, you know, where do you see AgriJobs growing to and more about the growth of your team and where you want to continue to work within the agricultural sector? Thanks. So I'm now going to tell Marianne what she and how she can just keep on improving herself and keep on developing herself. And that is actually quite a a very simple message. And also there's a hidden message here also for us females in agriculture, because it's never easy when you're the only female in a team only with males. So my advice is be proud of who you are. Keep on upskilling yourself and stand your stand. I know it's sometimes hard because you are, you know, there are some of your male colleagues who would intimidate you because they think, you know, they're sort of the superior gender. I've got good news. I think that kind of attitude is sort of belonging to hopefully more older people. Because what I see nowadays in young people is that they've got a spirit of, we all in this together, whether you're a male or a female. So therefore, just keep going. Know who you are, know what you don't like to do, and work hard then to steer your career in a direction that you can, you know, spend your time with the things that gives you energy, with people that give you energy, and never give up. A short message for everybody, not only for the females, but certainly for us females, just stand your stand and be strong. Always remain firm but polite. Never, ever, ever allow people to see you as somebody that's not worth having that job. So it it all depends on your response as well. And then in terms of AgriJob, yes, we've been growing. We've now have a younger addition to AgriJob. Her name is Tanya Verle, and she's an animal scientist. So it's been great for uh, Mayela and myself to have some young energy in AgriJob. And she's been really doing, make a huge difference with our social media. And she's a young person, so it's young persons talking to other young persons. And that's going to be our approach. Because, yes, this is our space, despite the fact that we're a a normal recruitment agency in agriculture. We've got a huge focus to help young people, young graduates, finding a first job or an internship 
and to assist them and give them advice in terms of development of their career. So it's nice to have this vibrant team. And yes, hopefully next year we will have more additions because we will keep on growing in this space. Um, you know, we encourage companies and industry organizations to have formal internship or graduate placement programs because this is the only way forward how we can also have a spontaneous transformation um, a transition in our industry because the younger the graduates are when they get into the system, the better they can get to know the company and the industry. Therefore, it's like a, a spontaneous embracement. And it's not like government will have to force companies to transform because this is all happening spontaneously by putting young energy into the system. Thanks so much for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. The CEO of AgriJobs, Marianne van Jarsveld. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. From me, Don Numdu, our technical producer, Megan van der Vent, and the rest of the hashtag Team Food from Zanzi, thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.